Are you being haunted by the ghost of Christmas past? <laughs> welcome or welcome back to the Joy Living Home podcast. This is episode 184. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, you are probably familiar with what I just titled this podcast. Just in case you're not sure, there is a book that was originally published in 1843 by Charles Dickens called A Christmas Carol, and it has been retold in lots and lots of different formats. <laughs> I have to confess the one I am most familiar with is the Disney version in which Scrooge McDuck plays Ebenezer Scrooge and Mickey Mouse plays, oh, what is his worker's name? Bob Cratchit, I think. Um, I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong. But in case you're completely unfamiliar, Ebenezer Scrooge is this sort of miserly gentleman who is visited in the course of an evening by the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future, in which he gets to see these pivotal moments in his life where his greed has caused him a life of unhappiness. And by the end of the evening, after he's visited by the last ghost, he has just enough time to sort of reform and change his ways so that he can alter this very bleak future that he was able to witness of his life. And uh, he, he becomes a very lovely, lovely individual. <laughs> and I didn't ruin it for you, I promise. It's still worth watching if it's for some reason something you've never been exposed to. But I wanted to dig into this. Are we being visited by a ghost of Christmas past in terms of decluttering? <laughs> and let's figure out how that connects right after this. A wise person once said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. <laughs> well, fish, quit trying to climb trees while getting advice from well-intentioned monkeys. It's time to jump in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. I'm Joy, a professional organizer, mom of four, and fellow fish brain. If you're looking for a place to get understanding, encouragement, and ideas for your home that actually fit how your brain thinks, then I'm glad you're here. Let's ditch the type A advice and embrace what makes our brains and our homes unique. Together, we can have a joy-loving home. If somehow you are new here and are just happening upon this particular episode, normally I will talk about organizing and decluttering and planning and productivity style ideas for I target ADHD moms. Um, you're welcome. Welcome, even if that is not you. But I am I try very hard to give tips or ideas that sort of could be applied to many different places. But today I am literally going to dig into our Christmas decorating, <laughs> which seems oddly specific. However, if you are anything like me, and I believe that you are, if you have become a listener, there is at least one box bin tote of some sort, and more likely parts of many, when you are lugging your Christmas decor out of wherever it is stored, whether that's the effort to get it up out of a basement or down out of an attic or 
you actually drive because you pay for a storage unit for all of your holiday decor and then you got to drive it back to your house, you are lugging things that you don't ever actually pull out of the bin and use. And then when it's time to pack the bins back up, you're not making the decision to get rid of that. And so you face that same odd bin or number of parts of bins and they come back to haunt you every single year because every single year you believe that you're going to handle it and then you don't. (laughs) So this is your ghost of Christmas past. While I think we have a lot to learn from Scrooge McDuck, I'm certain you're probably not seeing greed as your issue as to why you can't seem to part with these items that are haunting you every time you drag these bins out. So I want to sort of talk about what is actually happening to our brains at this moment and why we can't seem to get over that hump. And then what can we do this year to make it different? There are a few things that I am guessing have run through your head. You believe every year as you're packing it up that, well, I didn't use it, quote unquote, this year, but I'm sure next year I'll use it. Next year I'll I'll be further ahead. I'll be more pulled together. I'll have more energy. I'll have more interest in in actually putting these things out. So they're good. I like them. I'm going to use them, just not this year. If that wasn't a thought, another one may be, well, I don't know. We're thinking about maybe moving. And what if I really, I mean, I don't dislike these things. It just hasn't really worked in this house. So maybe I'll use it in a future house. I mean, it's not like Christmas things are ever out of style. I'll I'll see if I use it in the future. Or kids are getting older. They're going to want Christmas decorations. I'll just, I'll, I'll keep saving this because maybe they'll love it. I can just, I'll be able to gift this to them and then they'll start off in their apartments with some, some Christmas decor. That, that's why I'm holding on to it. Or... Oh, I know I need to get rid of this, but I'm just too tired while I'm packing all of this up. I don't want to think about Christmas anymore. I just, I can't face it. I'm just going to throw stuff on top of it. I'll deal with it next year. Next year, I'll have more energy. Or, oh gosh, I forgot I was going to get rid of this stuff. And then in all the excitement and energy and effort that I put into Christmas, I didn't get all this stuff over to Goodwill. And now it's January. And if I take it to Goodwill, they're just going to throw it in a dumpster. I can't bear for all this stuff to be not used and nobody else is going to take it. Nobody wants to look at Christmas stuff now. I'll I'll pack it up and then I'll definitely, I'll definitely get it to Goodwill next year when people are actually looking for Christmas stuff. Did any of those ring true as you were listening to me say these thoughts that were probably running through your head? All of us have these visits of this ghost of Christmas past. It's funny because this particular week and why I even thought to do this podcast is I had been battling my own tote, (laughs) my tote demons where I had not utilized everything inside. I'm in this little group text with some college friends and one of my friends sent a photo of the bottom half of a tree (laughs) and she was like, the top is missing. How? (laughs) And we were chattering back and forth and there's like how is it just missing and she's like right wouldn't it be in the box with the bottom like how did the top not get back in the box 
So there was this sort of mystery of how can your top of a whole top of your tree be missing? A few hours go by and a little later she <laughs> she comes back and says, Okay, so the story gets even better because now I was putting my mom's Christmas decorations up and the bottom of her tree is missing. And I know last year was a tough year, but how could I have gotten so frazzled that I lost the bottom of hers and the top of mine? And then she goes, wait for it, dot, dot, dot. Yep, the top of my tree was at her house (laughs) and we had gotten her a live tree last year but in the craziness of what was last year I I'm not even sure how all of that happened but we have a complete tree now and we're going to get her a live tree and all will be well (laughs) but it just goes to show us there is so much stress at Christmas and yes we can get things out of whack and We don't even know what was going on in our lives where we did this to ourselves. But that ghost of Christmas past comes back to revisit us. Her sort of conclusion of what she had gone through in trying to get things settled for her mom and things right at her own house for her kids. And then she texts this line, which I thought was genius. She says, My life is a series of episodes when I do something with no regard for my future self. Then, when my future self becomes my present self, I spend a lot of time cursing out my past self. (laughs) And I literally asked her permission to use that quote because I cannot think of a better summation of how our delayed decisions or actions impact our lives. So shout out to you, Angela Rose, and thank you for letting me use your highly insightful quote. We literally are doing these things with no regard for our future self. But our future self one day actually is our present self. And then we have these feelings about our past self that aren't very pleasant and aren't good for us. And this is our life. It happens to anyone, whether you have ADHD or not, but I have a feeling it probably happens to us more with ADHD because we are just in survival mode all the time in regards to how we treat our homes. And so we're constantly being faced with something that our past selves did to us (laughs) that we are now having to deal with because we are not learning our lesson and doing any favors for our future self. A lot of that is due to the fact that we don't have a great structure of time in our world in general, let alone to really think through and say, future self, my future me is really going to appreciate if I take the time to do this now. Knowing that that is our issue, knowing that this disregard of our current actions and how it's going to impact impact us later is the problem, how do we actually get ourselves to take action on it? Because we are going to be exhausted again this Christmas, and we are going to want to not deal with those things rattling around in the bottom of several bins. So I'm going to challenge you right now, while I'm still in your ears, to say, I'm going to walk down right now to that tote or totes, and I'm going to put them in one of a few categories that is going to take care of them once and for all. So literally pick up any item and ask yourself, which of these categories would I like to put this in? One, you know what? Darn it. I like this. I'm going to use it. I don't know why I'm saving it, and I'm going to carry it upstairs or put it somewhere where we're going to use it this year. 
For me, that is one year as a goof. We decided to grab these things that were called cans of fake snow, and we had put them in all the kids' stockings, and then we never opened them. I don't even know what they are. I don't know if they're expired. I don't know what happens when I open my fake snow, but I'm going to find out this year. I need to give you all a wrap up after we do it, but I literally brought those upstairs and they are going to become stocking stuffers again. I don't care that the kids have already seen them once. They haven't seen them in about four years. I have been throwing them back in the tote for four years now. So category one is, darn it, I'm going to use it this year. I don't know what I'm saving it for and it's going to get used. Get it up out of that tote and somewhere where you're going to see it and use it. All right, category two. I actually don't like this, but I feel guilted into keeping it because it was a gift or it was a hand-me-down or it was a whatever. And so guilt is making me hold on to it, but I don't like it. I'm never going to set it out. I'm not going to use it. This is what I'm going to force you to think of yourself as greedy (laughs) and say, I am not going to be Scrooge. Scrooge hoarded all of his things and didn't share with anybody. There is somebody who will think that this particular angel or ornament or decoration is lovely and they are waiting to get it at a steal and I am going to put it in my car right now and I'm going to drive it to Goodwill right now while it's before Christmas and they will actually set it out and somebody will actually use this and love it and care about it and put it in their house. So I want you to take it right now if that's the second category and go put it in the front seat of your car. Category three, this is broken, but I really loved it, but I don't think I'm ever going to fix it. I really, I, it's rattled around in this box forever. I don't, I can't even find the part that I was supposed to glue back on now. Throw it away. I give you permission to throw away. If by chance it falls into this next category, this is your other option. The last category is, this is so sentimental. I know I should do something else with it, but it actually means something to me, even though I won't put it out. And when I see it at the bottom of the tote every year, it gives me a smile and it is what it is. Then what I'd like you to do with that is gather all of those sentimental things. If they are scattered, put them all into one tote as small as you can make it and label the top of it, sentimental Christmas. Then when you go to store it, put it in the very back at the last possible thing. You will glance at the title of that tote and you can decide, I don't have the energy to drag it out, but I'm glad to know it's there. Or you can drag it out because it makes you smile and you want to go through it. But at least keep it all together in one place so that it's not rattling in multiple different totes. Because what if you actually could get yourself down to one less tote? so that you are not exhausting yourself with the getting out and putting back of Christmas this year. Do yourself that favor and actually take action on those ghosts of Christmas past that keep popping up every time you open those Christmas totes. Your challenge for yourself is to have empty totes by the time you've put everything out. And then when you're putting it back, you are actually putting back only those things you know you use and you love. And I hope that makes for a brighter Christmas future next year. Until next time, continue to choose joy.